All right, everybody, welcome to the Gym Life Podcast. Kind of a Gym Life Podcast Michigan's own going on at the same time here uh, with one of our local guys who recently got his pro card at Strongman Corp Nationals. Somebody we're really proud of here in the state of Michigan, of course, getting ready to compete at the national level. So representing uh, all of us, uh, that being the United States and Michigan alike, welcome Bill Kendall, new 105 Pro. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, man, I tell you, you know, it's, uh, well, we were eventually going to have to meet at some point anyhow. Yeah. You know, that way you can give me a little bit of shit about Great Lakes. Yeah, of course. Because, you know, you were giving me a hard time about that. <laughs> you know, and listen, in my defense, if, that, if they would have all showed up, you'd have met me halfway there. You would have had to. Because a lot of those guys dropped out at the very end. Do you yeah. give me a, kind of a pass for that, maybe, a little bit? I think so. I do think uh, the guys at, like, the bottom of OSG would still be a little above the guys at the bottom of Great Lakes. But yeah, that top guy was really impressive. I'll give you that. Okay, fair uh, enough, fair enough. Thor, I don't, what's his real name? Oh, uh, Jay Carmen. Yeah, Jay yeah. Carmen. Yeah, he was real strong. That was yeah. fun to watch. For yeah, sure. okay, good. Yeah. I know if the Erdsmans would have been there, Austin Smith, that would have changed the dynamic a little bit, but... You know, it, listen, it's, it's, it's hard not to be proud of being f- from the state and watching your guys compete, yeah. just like we felt about you when you were at Strongman Corp Nationals a few weeks back and winning your pro card. I, I mean, to me, that was a big moment, a proud moment, as it was for a lot of our Strongman community because you and I were talking before the show. You know, it's been a while. I mean, we, yeah. we had this, we've had this kind of lull in the Strongman community. Not that we haven't had guys working hard, but for the state of Michigan, anyhow, coming back from the history it had, you know, 15, 20 years ago with the Justin Blakes and the Spirit Spybrooks and the Aaron West, all from your class, 105 right. class, we've, we've outside of Nick O'Hare and a couple, Nick, uh, you mentioned uh, Nick, uh, who was the other pro we have down at your gym? Oh, Nick one? Davis. He's Nick a Davis. Heavyweight. Uh, heavyweight pro, right. Yeah. And now Ken, Ken McCollin, of course, who is now a Michigan resident, I guess. Yes. We're not, we're not, we're kind of thin here in the pro department. Yeah. Agreed. Um, yeah, so, but we got Ken and Nick, and then, yeah, myself, I think I'm the only active 105 pro in Michigan. Yeah, let's talk about that, man. Uh, Strongman Corp Nationals, you're a confident guy. I, I met you down at uh, Strongman uh, Seminar with uh, Ben and, and Taylor more yeah. recently, a couple months ago. Yeah. There's no denying your confidence. You know, you're one of those guys that says, listen, this is my fucking path. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go win my fucking pro card, and I'll deal with everything else after. Right. Uh, yeah, you did that. Yeah. You know, I honestly, I didn't think I was going to win my pro card this year. Uh, after last year's nationals, I got, I think, 32nd out of 48 in the 231 class. It was my first time going to nationals last yeah. year. Um, so this year, my goal was to qualify for the Arnold, which I think was top nine right. in my class. Yep. And just exceeded every expectation. And Yeah. You know, I've been training my ass off for it. Sure. It's not that I don't deserve it or anything. Um, I just... Everything worked out great. I had four top three events out of six, and there were 32 guys in my class, and never nothing outside of top 10. And that's what it takes. I mean, yeah. if you're going to win nationals or be on yeah. the podium, everybody knows the old adage, fuck up one event, you're done. Right. You better be consistent across the board. It sounds like with those top three finishes, yeah, or those top three, three event finishes that you had, right. uh, you stayed right in that kind of wheelhouse for those other two. Break down the show for me. So, um, it was my biggest cut I've done to start. Uh, I was like 252 a week out. and Oh, wow. Yeah, I cut to 231, and it was really good, honestly. I, I've cut from like 245 before, so this was quite a bit bigger, and I had no issues. Refeed was great. I was back over 250 at the start of both comp- competition days. 
Um, day one, we had the Max Axle Clean and Press. Uh, Rogue sent Strongman Corp kilo plates instead of pound plates. Oh. So they uh, the jumps got messed up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. For everything. Sounds pretty typical for any show, right? Uh, right. You know, yeah. you can take what you can get, right? <laughs> right, but, right. So uh, we had, the, it was the wagon wheels, like the 70-pound wagon wheels. Um, max axle clean and press. You take as many attempts as you want. Started at like 255, went up. Supposed to be 20-pound jumps. It was like some 12-pound jumps, some 22-pound jumps. <laughs> right, with right, the, right. So, you know, it went from 255. I ended up hitting 311, which I think the most I've hit is 315 or 320. Okay, so it was so, right where you right where you thought you'd be. Yeah, it was. I think 315 was what I, I wanted to hit, and I was happy with that. I went up to a 333 was the next jump, and the clean was super easy, and the press was actually a lot closer than I thought it would be. Yeah. So, I kind of wish I could have that one back. Right, right, right. Yeah, I read your post on that. Yeah. It's kind of right there. Yeah, but, you know, moving on. Next event, uh, we had the Sandbag Carry Sled Drag. Or now, now, what did you place in the axle? Do you remember what you placed? Axle, yeah, I placed eighth. I okay. Tied, tied for eighth. Okay, on, not on bad. All right, yeah. Class, right, so yeah. staying in the mix. I knew, I figured uh, axle and deadlift would be my two weakest events. Um, so, you know, if I could stay top ten in those, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Uh, so second event was farmers actually. So two sixty a hand, forty feet down and back, and then three ten a hand, forty feet down and back. Um, maybe slightly off with the weights with the cal- uh, sure, key, sure. Here we go again. Hand. Yeah. But uh, I took the first set of two sixty down and fell. I saw that. Yeah. Yes. The floors were very slippery. It you know the classic convention center floors. Oh man, I was there once. I know. Yeah. Horrible. But uh, luckily, I had been training. So these these farmers were really nice. They're spider strength farmers, and they have rubber feet, so they don't slide at all. Oh, nice! Drop pick right where you're at. Yeah, yeah. Um, the farmers that I had trained on at Detroit Muscle are they have no feet. They're just metal, so they'll slide all over on you. So for that first run, I've been training, you know, like keeping my hands on the handles and making sure they're not sliding or anywhere. Uh, which ended up being really beneficial because when I fell, my hands were still on the handles and I was able to kind of just like do a dip and get up real quick. Yeah. Uh, turn so around. A bit of an upgrade equipment then going from there to oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big time. Uh, there, we have these Texas Power Concepts handles and they're, it's, there's an I-beam with a painted handle. Yes. And they are slippery as hell, man. Yeah. Like if I can do any contest weight on those – then I'm very confident going right. into the contest. Yeah, lock right in on a good set and go. Yeah. Now, I saw when you stumbled, it almost like you just went in with too much speed. You yeah. dropped the weight and you kind of just went, kept going where everything else yeah, was going to stop. Yeah, I slipped like there was a banana peel on the ground. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, got back up, picked him back up and just kept going. Like, you know, had to kind of ignore it. You were third in that heat. Where were you at overall? I was second in the heat. Oh, third, second in the heat. Okay. Third overall. Third overall. So, yeah. yeah, that was the difference. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. I went into it like – Dang, I didn't even win my heat. Like, I thought the Farmers was going to be a great event for me. Right. But it turns out there was only one guy outside of my heat that was ahead. And of sometimes me. the way those numbers play around, right? I mean, yeah. it could have been his event. He didn't really show up anywhere else. Did that guy end up podium, by the way? Who he, was that guy? He didn't, but he did it in under 30 seconds, which was really right. impressive. I did. I think I was 33 seconds, and he was like 29. Um, he didn't yeah. end up on the podium. I think he got an Arnold qualifier, though. Nice. You know, it's nice when you're in those larger competitions. If there's one caveat to him. You got guys in there that can steal some points oh, yeah. to keep things tight. Definitely. 
Yeah. And it sounds like he was one of those guys. Yeah. That, in that event, he stole some points, For maybe sure. kept third and fourth place off your ass a little bit, yeah. uh, which can go a long way. So that there you go. Second event, third event. Third event uh, was the sandbag carry to sled drag, 289, 308 sandbags, and then drag the sled back. Uh, I don't know if you saw all of the men just about. Yeah. Wore no shoes or socks for this event. Right, that floor was just re- uh, rel- yeah. relentless. I know. Uh, yeah, we, wa- we watched a lot of girls go. They did not take their shoes and socks off because they went in the morning, and yeah. we watched a lot of them just slipping on the floor, not able to pull the sled. Yeah. So, and I saw a couple guys. And that was the only way to dig in. The rock climbing shoes, nothing else worked. The, I think if you had rock climbing shoes, they worked. Yeah. Um, a lot of guys aren't thinking that outside of the box. Right. Yeah. yeah. No one's thinking to bring that to nationals. Yeah. There's no truck pull or anything. Right. Like right. That, right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was a good event. I placed third again in that. Um, didn't win my heat again. So, I, like, you know, you don't know until after sure. the scores are posted. But if I don't win my heat, I'm like, oh, shit. Well, I never You're just in some good heats, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. in some real solid heats. Yeah. Um, so that was end of day one, I was in third place. Okay, overall. yeah. I was happy with that. I'm like, all right, this is better than I expected to be. Uh, on so day one. So you had lower expectations on day one where you ended up. Because yeah, your I, events were coming up, yeah, right? Yeah, I was thinking, like... I'd be really happy with top five after, yeah. after day one. Right. And uh, so, you know, third place was great. Yeah, sure. Uh, going into day two, deadlift medley, 290 farmers, 350 farmers, and then a 665 13-inch axle. Yeah. Um, I strapped in for the 350 farmers. I wouldn't normally need to, but I just figured I'd play it safe because uh, I wasn't going to rep out that axle. Yeah. Deadlift is a weaker point of mine. Um, but I did get to go last. It, I didn't, uh, my heat was last oh, nice. because I got third yeah, on yeah. the uh, sandbag sled drag. So I got to watch all the 105s go, and that axle was stapled yeah. for a lot of those guys. Sure. Um, they weren't allowing deadlift suits, which I think made a big difference. Uh, yeah, I'm sure, for a lot of guys uh, that trained in them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so a 665, 13-inch axle, I mean, that thing was stapled to the ground for about 20 guys. and Wow. They they weren't taking split times yeah for reps either so if you didn't get that axle you were sharing points with just about the whole class. the whole class wow yeah so I I just had it in my head I, you just got to pull one I hadn't done it in training yeah so and that was it I went up yeah pulled it actually moved a lot better than I thought it would yeah I just. I dropped my straps. And I was like, "All right, oh, got perfect. my one." Yep. I'm like, uh, imagine it. how much energy you could have wasted on that. That's yeah. just that. It just sounds like so far you just were in that perfect show. Yeah. Uh, the kind that guys dream of. You knew where you had to be on that particular event. Guys were bombing out before it. The split time situation certainly didn't hurt. I mean, yeah. it hurt all these other guys, right? And I don't like to hear that. Actually, if, if I bet you, if Strongman Corp can redo that, they would have brought yeah. some split times. Yeah. You or hate made to see the axle that. lighter. I think. I right. Been, uh, you don't want that log jam like that with no split right. times. Nobody wants yeah. to see that shit. But it sounds like for you, that was, man, this, it couldn't go any better. So you're going into your event then. Yeah. So the, and then we had a sandbag, sandbag over shoulder. Yeah. 242, 265, 289, 308, 330. Um, I figured I would get four bags. And yeah. I figured like four bags in under 40 seconds will probably be pretty good points. Right. So that was my goal. Did it in 39 or 38. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so, once again. And that was a third place finish. Yeah. Uh, no one in my class got all five bags. Tyler, the guy who won the show overall, he got four bags in 19 seconds. Holy shit. 
19 seconds it was super bags. impressive yeah man he was wow he was suplexing wow. those bags like yeah uh, what was his last name by the way do you remember tyler pruitt tyler uh, Ty- oh tyler pruitt he's been around a while yeah. he's, he's no stranger to the sport he's one of those guys that we've talked about before yeah. but yeah well congratulations tyler that's a fucking hell of a sandbag run yeah man. hell of a sandbag run yeah. hell of a competitor man he yeah. He won the Axel event, and he never lost his lead throughout the rest of the contest. So he ran the gamut there. Yeah. Yeah, and, and his sure. name resonates with a lot of 105ers in the country. So, you know, there you go. There's a guy that just wanted to go back and win it, I guess. Yeah. Because I know Tyler's been a part of some of these bigger events as well. Right. And the great thing about Strongman, right, you kind of – if there's unfinished business, you can always go back and take care of it. Yeah. 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 So I was chasing him the whole contest. But, uh, yeah, I got – so I got third in the sandbag over shoulder. Yeah. And going into arm over arm, it was – Tyler was in first by six and a half points. I think I had a five and a half point lead on third place. I was in second. Nice event to go into. Um, Relax. Just get the job done. And, yeah. Arm yeah. over arm. My grip is one of my strongest assets, I would say. And yeah. Just grip it and get this thing over with. You know, an 80-foot arm over arm is kind of sadistic, I feel like, after a five bit, other events. A bit. It is a bit sadistic, you know, yes. It's a long yeah. one. Yes. Um, but... Just went out there, and I was right next to Tyler. They had it reordered by uh, points. So, yeah, that was it. Yeah, we pulled pulled next to each other, and we were neck and neck the whole way. It was kind of like it was a sled, so you're not getting any momentum. So I was just pulling it as hard as I could every time and trying to get it to slide on that slippery floor. Yeah, and uh, he had one big pull at the very end, and it was six inches from the finish line and i i had one big pull and i finished it before he could uh, nice just a so, little little caveat to the show right yeah so like, i won the arm yeah. over arm event and he took third and yeah, yeah still ended up being like first second or third i think we all knew that we stayed in the same right spot, gotcha gotcha because uh, they don't announce it until the banquet hey as a competitor that's that's a great feeling uh you know if we're spectating like clash or something we want to see a tighter show but yeah. listen if you're going into it and it just works out that way because generally it doesn't you know that there's right. always this last sort of minute anxiety over the last event because yeah. there's three or four guys bunched up for that podium at least second and third a lot of times but it sounds like bill it couldn't have been any more perfect of a show for you yeah the events um, were favorable for sure yeah um but you know what was the big change for you from no i know i get it there's a lot of change that takes place but what did you learn from the first year at nationals to the second year what were some of the big changes that you made because listen you took a your placing at nationals the first year around was nothing to write home about but i'm sure after you left that event there's a lot of things you said okay i need to check this box i need to check this box because you otherwise would have performed differently i'm getting with your natural strength yeah so what did you kind of take away from your two to your one um kind of like the same thing i would say uh after both years i felt like my static strength needs to get better yeah. to compete at the next level you know like last year obviously i was like okay i'm not necessarily competitive at a national level yet so my static strength needs to go up and i still did well on moving events but i think i placed like 10th to 15th yeah on like the yoke and the wheelbarrow carry um but i think my moving events are just can compete with the best of them i feel yeah. like i genuinely feel um that i have an elite moving whether it's carrying farmers yoke sandbag any kind of any kind of implement, I feel confident in moving with anyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, my deadlift and overhead needs some work right. still to be competitive with these pro 105s. Um, but, yeah, and I think my – I was a lot more comfortable at this year's Nationals than last year. You know? Yeah, I was going to say just the experience alone probably just really bought you a few places whether you needed them yeah, or not. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, 
Who was handling you down there? Did you bring your coach down there with you? Or? Um, yeah, my girlfriend. She competed as a lightweight. Oh, how'd she do? She did. She 14th out of 19. Okay. Um, her first nationals. Yeah, too, all right. So, yeah, sounds indicative you know, of, of she, your first nationals. She yeah. PR'd all over the place, which was super awesome. Oh, good. Had good. An overhead PR, farmer's PR. <coughs> well, you can hardly go wrong when you're PRing at a show. And you're just not worried about placing, right? Because you right. did your job. Exactly. I mean, we know as strongmen, when you go into these shows, you know, yeah, you might pick up a few seconds here or there, but you were in a roundabout way, know where you're kind of going to be. Not yeah. so much like powerlifting, right? We, right? we don't zero it in that much because there are so many variables from tripping over a farmer's or to a slippery yeah. floor, things that you don't take into consideration. But for the most part, you know where your PRs are at. You know yeah. where you have to be. And every now and then, you surprise yourself on a big pull. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, again, it's not a normal bar and axle you know, how you, how you adjust to it and strap into it. But yeah, it sounds like, man, you just had a great show and I got to ask you, and, and maybe this is too personal. And if it is, I'll let it out. You're a natural guy. Yeah. And that's, 100%. A, that is awesome. And listen, yeah. I'm to take nothing away from any of these other guys out there, but, and, and it's not like it's an elephant in the room. We all know right. our sports, not drug tested, yeah. uh, but to be a natural guy. And I'll certainly say this, it's you're, you're on an Island. There's not a lot of guys out there that are, and I'm taking away from anybody. And guys might think I'm saying this in the wrong way, and I'm not. And I don't think they, most of them would take it that way. My friends wouldn't. Uh, how does that make you feel? And I mean, is it is it? I mean, you and I talked about it briefly down at the Strongman uh, seminar for a little bit. It's obviously not on your mind right now because you're competing at a super high level. But you probably scare some motherfuckers out there right now. Because yeah. if you ever decided to take a step yeah. to the dark side, this shit's getting real, bro. Yeah, I've heard that. Before. Yeah, have you? Okay, um, but. I'm, I really think that, you know, a lot of people need to push the envelope more before they start. Agreed. Stuff. Yes. Um, you know, I know guys that are a year or two into training and they're starting shit. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm way beyond that. I'm still making gains without ever right. taking anything. You yeah. Know, like no doctor prescribed, nothing. Right. TRT is still taking shit, guys. Yeah. Let's, just, let's be clear about yeah. that. I love those guys that go, I'm not taking anything, just TRT. Yeah, yeah. you're taking something. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm young. Today's my birthday, actually. How old are you? 26. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I love to hear that, and that's kind of what I wanted to hear, right? Because, you know, as an older guy, you know, a little bit long in the tooth, I guess, and I, I still got my time in, you know, you want to hear that because there is this level of natural ability we all have. And I think what we've seen over the years as this has sort of become more culturally acceptable uh, in, in, in everything we do, that nowadays guys aren't realizing that potential enough to yeah. really build the foundation to know where they can really go from where. And a lot of it's paper tiger shit. Yeah. We've heard those stories. Guys, you know, using gear and blowing up. And the problem is that they, it's too much, too much stress on their bodies. And before you know it, I don't care how good they were, they're gone and they disappear through injury and other. And in large part because that foundation was just never built. Right. It didn't require uh, an incredible amount of shit to make it, it more, less is more, right? And yeah. if you ever got to that point... No doubt where you are statically right now and in, in strength wise and athleticism, yeah, it's not like you're gonna have to, you know, add the pharmacy. I mean, right. it's not that you're even thinking about that. And I'm not getting yeah. you to suggest you are, <laughs> but I'm glad to hear the way you're taking this because you're setting an example, I think. And I'm sure there's some pride involved in that. Yeah, definitely. And you know, it does feel good to know you're beating guys that are taking a lot of shit when you're not on anything. And I know it's just all the hard work I put in and yeah, I think it's it's good to advocate for pushing the envelope uh, yeah. as far as you can naturally before you decide to. And, like, I'm, I don't care. People can take whatever they want. Doesn't yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, you're going to do your job no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, I love it, man. I, I mean, I, I love think, it. Uh, 
you know, the only like natural limit is whatever you think your natural limit is, right? Well, certainly when you have the capability, and I'm sure, and we'll talk about that here real quick as well. I mean, when you talk about programming and maintenance and just taking care of your body, uh, you don't strike me as a guy that's looking to drink two cases of beer on the weekends. Yeah, not typically. No, but I'm sure you Once enjoy yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying it's not, you're not, you know, you're not eating McDonald's for a, a pre-workout meal and shit. Right. Yeah. I mean, like a lot of guys were like myself back in the day because there wasn't a lot of direction to this. Yeah. Uh, but now at least you have all this great programming that's available to you. Do you utilize a lot of that? Yeah, so uh, I'm actually coached by Kim and Adam Dirks. Oh, great. Um, Couldn't be coached by two better people than yeah, that. Yeah, I'm coming up on two years with them. Uh, I think it's like week 102 this week. So, wow, yeah. Um, immense improvements since we started all over the place. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, they coached a guy from, you know, I wanted to qualify for nationals when I signed up with them. So it's been a... Been quite a ride. I would say they're pretty proud of you at this point, and you know, to have another pro underneath their tutelage because yeah. they, they, of course, are two great pros themselves. Yeah. Um, what kind of programming? I mean, what was the big change in programming that uh, Kim and, and Adam gave you? Uh, you know, as, as far as like when you were kind of, I guess, make the comparison, right? A lot of us want to know that. A lot of these young strongman guys that are getting into the sport want to know it. What you thought you were doing right, what you found out you were doing wrong, and those subtle changes that you made. Yeah, you know, I. I wasn't on much of a program before uh, before I signed up with Kim and Adam. I kind of just messed around at the gym. Like, before I ever got into Strongman, I would just go to the gym just to get stronger. You know, didn't really have any goals or anything. Um, just just get stronger, and it, it got boring, right? Yeah, right, right. Um, so I, I work in a restaurant and bar, and I have for a few years now. But in 2020, when all the gym shut down <coughs> – my roommate and I were we we, went, we were like gym partners, so we had nothing to do because we both worked for a restaurant. Oh sure, and yeah right. So started buying gym equipment off Facebook Marketplace, um, just because. Yeah, why you could right? Yeah, we're we're sitting yeah. around with nothing to do, like because all the restaurants are closed, gyms are closed. Yeah, yeah. We're just bored out of our mind. Like we need to lift some weights or something. Um, <clears throat> so we we get a barbell, we get some weights, we got to set up at our boss's house in his basement and uh we're like we're gonna put a hole in this guy's uh concrete down here like we gotta so I, I look for a stall mat on facebook marketplace and i go to this guy's house to go pick it up and i pull up and there's like five guys outside running a yoke nice nice and i'm like oh i've been like going down youtube rabbit holes of strongman lately because I, you know, kind of want a goal to strive for. Yeah. And so I recognize this stuff, and you know, I like small talk with him a little bit. I'm buying the stall mat, and I see he's got some stones, and he's got his garage door open. And I'm like, you got like a full strongman gym in there? And he's like, yeah. You want to come check it out? I'm like, sure. So we go inside, and he's got stones and a platform and log and axle. And oh wow. Handle. Who was the guy? Uh, Dan Pulvermacher. Is uh, Dan name. Pulvermacher. Okay. Yeah. So. <clears throat> He's like, you want to come train sometime? And I'm like, yeah, I have nothing else to do. <laughs> right. I would love Sign to me up. train right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so a week later, I'm there five days a week training with him. Oh, um, wow. Wow. Became a training partner quick. Yeah. Um, the lease was up at our apartment about three months later. And Dan goes, I have, a, I have an extra room if you want to move in. And like, I'm like, yeah, wow. let's do it. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez. Oh, so please. I moved in. Uh, He's get, I got a strongman garage gym. 
going on. Right. And, Open know, the back door. Of, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how my training started. That was like March, I think, of 2020. And then we found a contest in July in central Illinois. Yeah. Went down and did it as an open heavyweight because I was, I was like 270 then. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. Year. Yeah, you yeah. were. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Um, I took second. And that's really what got me hooked on Strongman. So this is kind of a storybook thing here, right? I'm thinking of like a movie right now. Um, so now you have to win worlds at some point so we can put an end to this. But most guys right now are going, you're a dick because um, you've literally done this in two years. You know, and it's funny. It's, it's so interesting to me, though, when I talk to the pro guys, the world guys and the, the pro guys on a national level that you know of and you know the guys that I've been talking to, you want to hear this story from these guys. Oh, I've been working at it for 10 years. And, yeah. and I get it. Everybody puts their time in. But there's a natural talent to strongman. I think we're realizing right now. Yeah. There's some guys that just pick it up really quick and are just really good at everything. And I just think you're an example of that. Yeah. You know, you just picked up on it. Next thing you know, two years later, you're 105 pro. I mean, I, I can tell you right now, there's a thousand guys out there going, why not me? And it's not because they're working any less or anything. It's just right. simply, you're just got some talent with yeah. you when it comes to this shit. Yeah. Some solid genetics. I guess, man. Yeah. I guess. Let's talk about that stone load. Uh, You're a stone yeah. guy. Yeah, love stones. Uh, this world record is not far off your wheelhouse right now. You're you're almost there, if yeah, I understand I, that right. Yeah, I really want a shot to do it, man. Yeah, what is the record, 514 or something? 502. 502, yeah. okay. Um, I, I hit 455, and that was just on a random Thursday, two days after I squatted. It was, you know, Yeah. I, I didn't really prep for it at all. I just... Uh, Derek, right after you squatted, you said? It, yeah, two days after okay. I squatted. Right, you yeah, know, yeah. It was just the right. middle of the week. Um, yeah. Darren Hel Helmtis, I think his name is, he's a Colorado 105 pro. Okay, And yep. he was going to do the stone record breaker at the clash in the Rockies. Okay, the, yep, yep. Um, so he said if there are any 89-year 105 guys that can load 90% of the record on video to 48 inches and, you know, weigh it and everything, then I'll invite you to this show. Okay, gotcha. So I said, I can do that. You know, I want a shot at this record. Um, searched for weeks for a stone to do it with. Yeah. Because uh, they do the record of 21-inch stones. Right, and, and you're probably finding 22s all over the place. I can find a 22. Yeah. 22s are a hell of a lot harder. Ah, uh, yeah. Especially yeah. when you're not, you know, 6'5". Yeah, yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> I messaged Steve Slater um, just on Instagram. I said, yep. hey, do you have um, like a 455, something between that, like 470 stone? And he's like, let me look. And, you know, he got back to me the next day. He's like, yeah, I have a 455 and a 465. 21s. 21-inch. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> and he's like, you just want to lift it? I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to qualify to break the 105 world record. And Steve, he competed in 105 yeah. back in the day. So he's like, yeah, let's do it. Like, when, when do you think you can come? I'm like, I'm free on Thursday. And he's like, all right, we can make that happen. So yeah, drove couple hours down to Slater's Hardware in Ohio. Yep. And it was super cool to see all the stuff he had there. You know, he's got logs from the Arnold. And Dude, I back at, not to cut you off, but I actually competed against Steve and Rick Freetag and with Aaron West and Justin Blake. I'm, I told you I'm old, right? <laughs> um, 
and we did the Ohio Strongest Man down there, and Steve was a part of that. And we used to, though that was the group, right? Ohio guys, Michigan guys, we go back and forth, you know, through those four or five years consistently. Rick Freetag was a pro. Obviously, Aaron wasn't at the time. I think Justin just got his pro card. But I actually went to Steve Slater's hardware back then when he just started pouring these badass stones yeah. and got the deal with the Arnold and stuff. Did he take you in the basement? Is that where he, he still did. does that shit at? He took me in the basement. Yeah. Um, I don't think he makes stones there. I think he makes them elsewhere. Now. It's like a dungeon down there. I yeah, hope not. It is like yeah. a dungeon. Yeah. yeah, he's he said that there were some uh, potential OSHA violations. I'm of sure. Making, <laughs> making I'm the sure. logs down there. He was trying to make them with so much different shit and metals yeah. back then too. Those stones, right? Yeah, man. He showed me how he made uh, that 630 pound stone for. What did he use as a core? Dude, he lead. Yeah. So he put like a 12 inch stone mold. He put like half of it into some sand. Yeah. And then poured lead in there. Like, okay. So there was a half a circle. Yeah. And then did it another time and then put that in, like, suspended God. that inside of a stone mold. And that was a 22 or 21? 21 inch. Wow, that's crazy that there's 600 put pounds. that much weight into a 21 inch stone. Yeah. And I think that uh, that 12 inch solid lead that he made, it was like 300 something pounds. Oh, gotcha. Inside. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know. Re-rotted to death going through yep, that stone, so too. so much re-rod. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was super cool. It looked like a mad science. Experience. So he had the stone for you, so you went down there then. Yep. So I went down there. Um, he had a few stones to warm up. He had like 150, 200, 250, 300. So yeah. hit all those. They all felt good. Um, it was also, it was cool. The platform that he had me loading onto was uh, the prototype for the World's Strongest Man platforms okay. that they had him make. Nice. So that was like the first one he ever made. Yeah. And, uh, so that was pretty cool. And, you know, I thought on that whole drive down there, I was like, man, I got to hit this fucking stone. Yeah, right. I'm like, I can't drive all this <laughs> no. way just to miss it. Yeah. So, you know, we, we get up to it and he's like, how do you want to do this? I'm like, he's like, <laughs> he goes and gets one of his uh, employees and is like, all right, you film this. I'm going to move the stone for Bill and like get it all set up. So he's, you know, can just focus on it. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, he really wanted, me, wanted to see me do it too. Yeah. He's, he said it's been, you know, 15 years since anyone's lifted that stone. So yeah. Yeah. I imagine he's got some history in those stones, but despite that, he's yeah. got a lot of them sitting around that probably have some dust on them. Yeah. It yeah. had some dust. So he, he weighed it and then he had it set up and he's like, wait, 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 grabs a tacky towel and rubs down the stone for me. And he's like, all right, go ahead. And yeah. So, you know, I picked it up and moved easy. Like, Really? Like, I felt like I had so much more in yeah, the tank. Yeah. And so you qualified for that? I qualified for it. Um, a few weeks later, he canceled the show. Canceled that's, the record breakers. That's right, he did. I yeah. was covering that for, I think, ADL. And I remember there was that was there one minute and it was gone the next. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's Which, a bummer. Yeah, it was a bummer. Um, I really wanted a shot to do it. but it's Fed your fire a little more is all. I guess yeah. you got to load a big stone and you know where you stand a bit now. And not yeah. that you didn't, but at least it confirmed it with you. Right. You know? So. Um, well, who owns shot. that record? Adam owns that record, doesn't he? Adam and Josh Eisel. Yeah, are, yeah. Uh, yeah, they both have it. That same day they got that record, I think, right? Yeah, they got yeah. it together. Fucking crazy. Isn't that crazy we're talking about 500-pound stones? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. In back in the day, I mean, your heaviest stone in a heavyweight division was 380, for shit's sake. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty crazy. And the fact that, listen, I'll keep going back to it, the fact that you're doing it natural is stupid. Yeah. It's just stupid to me. Yeah. I mean, I watched you load some stones there at... Uh, at RPG when we were down there for the summer, and obviously you, you're talented in loading stones, and it is a, a boy. It's like you're born to load a stone, or you're not. Some guys are just great yeah. at it. You know, Travis Ortmeyer's a great stone loader, always was. Right. You know, uh, uh, Dave Ostlin was a great stone loader. James Rude, remember James Rude? 
maybe sure. maybe he kind of he was a younger guy. Maybe he came around. He left probably when you were coming in or a couple years prior. Big tall guy, state of Michigan. He would sideload those fucking stones. So he'd run the gamut from the from the side and just pick oh. up and hinge, pick up. Oh. And it, it's kind of an interesting technique to watch guys do that. I'm surprised it didn't take off because those first three stones, you couldn't catch them. Yeah. Because he was literally just walking inside, hinging them on the hmm. fucking platform. But he was six foot seven. Yeah. So was there was really no, yeah, he didn't have to lean back and triple extend on those at all. Right. But uh, in any case, yeah, congratulations. So when do we think that might happen? Um, you know, I'm not sure. I've talked to Anthony Furman about doing it at Clash on the Coast, and he's not sure. You know, I'm not getting. They're afraid of those records right now out there, bro. That was not good. Oh God, that was tough to watch last year with those records at Clash. Yeah, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm sure he's playing that cautiously. Yeah, uh, but that would be fun to see. No guarantees there. Uh, I reached out to Steve Slater about it. Um, Yeah, I know he's kind of. He works with the Arnold too, so dude, that's where you got to do it. I what know, are we talking I'm like, about? I'm like, man, I would love to do it at the Arnold, and you know, he seemed interested, but it's not completely up to him. So, well, I'm sure wanna... there's three or four people that if he talks to, they can get that done. That would be a great intermission there. I'm hoping so. Oh, and what a great, what a great place to do it, right? A confined location, a right. indoors. I mean, what better situation would you want than that? Uh, and that's a big stage, of course, too. And a stone made by Steve, so I know it's well, be, right? Yeah, exactly. Gonna it's going to be perfect, man. Yeah. That guy makes some great stones. That he good for Steve Slater too. I haven't heard his name tossed around in a while. Of course, I always see him around here and there. And talk about a guy that like Aaron West and like Brian Bonet and these other guys that we've had from the state of Michigan or the Midwest and the Ohio area. Because back in the day, man, this was the melting pot for strongman, right? And we'll talk about that more on my other show and stuff because I want to get in the history of it a little more. But it's pretty cool to see these guys now at the level they are. Because I remember when Steve made the first dumbbell for Arnold, the first circus dumbbell, before anybody was lifting these fucking dumbbells. Now, all of a sudden, they're everywhere. And it's just so awesome to see that he's now got a part in sort of the entire history of all that moving down there in in Ohio through the Arnold. And So, anyhow, great story. Thanks for sharing that. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, you've got – well, you're a 105-er. God bless you. Because these motherfuckers – they're the real deal. Yeah. And I don't have to tell you that. You watch them probably weekly. You know who these guys are. Uh, there's no stronger bunch in the world than the 105ers. And right now you're just absorbing this pro card at the moment. But time to get back to work, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, first session back yesterday. Yeah. Feeling good, you know. Not moving any crazy weight. but we're Kind of an off-season. A little uh, off-season, yeah. I think we're going to try and do a full like 12-week prep for the Arnold. So I got like... Six or seven weeks. And that's a great show to start off with, too. You know, you're not really, it's still a very high level show with a high visibility at the same time. It's more of a fun experience. You're not throwing yourself into a clash right away or something, you know. And it's also the only time I can do it. Okay. Because I'm a pro now. Yeah. So I, I've i never qualified for the Arnold. Oh, that is true. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I only get it. this one shot to do it. So I better. Yeah. Yeah. What a great <laughs> stage to do it on, too, man. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Have, do you have any 105 guys that you've kind of gravitated towards? Their style, their techniques, their personalities, guys that you've kind of followed coming up, going, okay, you know, this is a guy that I tend to watch a little bit, follow on Instagram, Facebook things? Yeah. You know, I mean, Nick Camby is always fun to watch. Oh, come on. Yeah. He's, that's he's, an easy pick. Um, yeah. <clears throat> intense guy too yeah when i was getting it i like terry ratty and andrew clayton those guys yeah yeah right both super smart and knowledgeable and uh both very impressive athletes like oh man super yeah. fun to watch yeah them. yeah terry's got a great story and it was fun meeting him down at clash and interviewed him as well but andrew clayton i mean there's a guy a little bit long in the tooth mm-hmm. but boy he won that clash more recently yeah uh just a beast i'd love yep. to get him on the show too He's so going to too and- 
Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. excited. We're yeah. going to be down there watching. So, so yeah, and I was going to ask you, you're not going to compete in OSU this year, no. though. Yeah, no, and that was no. never on your list. It was just to get this uh, Strongman Corp thing out of the way. And, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just do nationals, and then the Arnold was the plan, and, yeah. you know, Pro Card just came with it, so... Plenty of time for OSG. Yeah. I mean, it really is, especially yeah. with the 105s now having so much visibility with competitions. I mean, you can look at a calendar now, and it used to be you had to go to OSG if you really wanted that high-level competition. Right. Now you can go to OSG. You can go to the Clash Series and qualify for Clash, of course, which we know is a big event. And now having this sort of uh, the Strongman's Champion League is another one. I know the big event they just did with Ultimate Strongman in Paris. I mean, a lot more U.S. guys are going out to compete over in Europe now. Yeah. Have you looked at that European scene at all as far as the 105 goes? Um, I mean, they're strong. Yeah. yeah. I know. Matt McKeegan, I listened to your interview with him. Yeah. I think he's looking really good for OSG, too. And yeah, I've got, I started a little something between him and Camby. You see that? Now yeah, yeah. yeah, I like <laughs> it. They love it, man. I don't like tell it. me they don't. I asked, uh, I asked Nick, I said, you want to do an interview? He says, I'll talk to you after OSG. I says, okay, great, because yeah. he is dialed in right now, yeah. man. But he's the guy to take down on the planet, man. I mean, right. Camby is the guy. And, and yeah. we, if, there's, if we say there's one guy, right, because we can argue kind of the semantics of it, like you and I did a little bit, like who's the best and where are they coming from and all that. It's hard to say that in strongman anymore in any class. Uh, even with world's strongest man, you can't really say that because, in my opinion, Lisa's is still the best guy in the world. Yeah. He's probably going to go to Rogue and win that $300,000 paycheck to prove it. Yeah. Uh, but with the 105 class, it's probably the most difficult class to nail down a true top three. But I think Camby's argued argue, – the argument is Camby, and I think we all agree. He's the guy to take down, so he's number one. But now there's 20 guys behind them who can argue the top two through to five, you know, and I think that's what's really cool about your class is you're getting into it at a time when, uh, yeah, that it's resonating with everybody and there's opportunity to compete everywhere. Right. And, you know, it wasn't long ago that Camby was placing seventh at America's Strongest Man. Fifth, yeah, and, I know. Right. You know, he's he he's been working hard for he hasn't lost in three years. I mean, yeah. it, it's crazy to me that a guy can literally not lose in three years because, you know, as well as I do on any given Saturday in the strongman world. You can have one slip, one off day, one bad event, and you're you're looking at the podium from you know the spectators stand. But uh, yeah, he's that guy for sure. Um, you know, it, but I, what I like about Nick Camby is his intensity. He comes off as this all American type of guy and really cordial and nice and respectful. But boy, when he dials himself in to get ready for competition, he's in a league of his own. Yeah, and he's not a guy you even want to look at because he's not going to look at you the way you want to be looked at. Right. Uh, he's there to do his job. So I guess you couldn't pick a better guy to say. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what you have to do, though. You know, if you want to be successful, you kind of got to focus up. Those guys are doing it, man. Bill, I don't think you're any different. I mean, you're that kind of guy. I, I I picked up on that from you when we were down at the Strongman uh, seminar when I first got a chance to meet you, and we didn't spend a lot of time chatting. We were more a part of conversations together. But that resonated with me with you right away. You have that attitude about you. I think that again maybe that's the common denominator between guys that are getting there quicker than others yeah they have a common focus of getting the fucking job done right you know and i, I think you would qualify for that yeah i mean i want it yeah it sounds like it and you, dude you're 26 years old i mean what's the birthday yeah. party tonight <laughs> i'm working tonight uh, tomorrow we're going to ocean prime to celebrate oh ocean prime that's not bad yeah yeah, yeah. what's your favorite meal at ocean prime i don't know i've never been there yet oh well just about anything on the menu right yeah as long as you're not paying for it so, yeah right <laughs> no doubt yeah that'll be a lot of fun where's that that's over in uh, dearborn or something livonia uh troy troy, troy. yeah okay yeah. i know where it's at because you're from livonia i want to make that clear to our listeners out there livonia michigan and uh you work out at detroit muscle we talked about that i just don't want to forget anybody before we conclude this interview but uh 
you know, that, that of course, and shout out to Detroit Muscle and, and a place that I want to become more acquainted with as we kind of move through the state of Michigan with the new show and stuff too. And we got to get down there and do something. So I'll be sure to coordinate that with you yeah, because we'll want to be there with those other pros on that day yeah, and get a chance to watch all these implements uh, on some good training day kind of thing. Yeah. Are you doing static monsters? I was going to ask that. Are you thinking about doing uh, it? No, no plans for static monsters. Okay. Uh, just yet. Maybe, maybe in the future. But Are there a lot of guys from Detroit Muscle doing static monsters that you know of? <clears throat> I don't know, honestly. I love that, Static Monsters. I don't know why got more guys don't do that. It's just kind of a fun day out to throw some weight around, you know? Yeah. Who doesn't want an 18-inch rack pull right. or, or, you know, a yeah. wagon wheel pull or yeah, whatever the fun. fuck it is? I mean, that's two lifts done, right? Drink right. a beer and hang out for the rest of the day. Yeah. I know uh, a lot of guys at our gym like the Great Lakes Strongest Man, and they're doing that War of the North. Oh, yeah. Are you going up with that? Are you going to spectate that or try to get in the spectate um, that? If I can. That I, I think we can make that happen. You want to know why, Bill? You're a fucking pro, okay? <laughs> That's why we're getting you into that show, and I'm sure, sure. George will agree with me. Yeah. Uh, we got to take care of our pros in the state for sure, and uh, that's going to be a hell of a show. I don't know if you know yeah. the particulars on that. Yeah, but it looks pretty cool. I'll tell you a few things off camera, too, that I'm not allowed to disclose because, oh, you know, George will you get mad at me, and probably the rest of the world will, too. But I want to thank you for coming on today, man. Uh, yeah. It's been a pleasure. I've been looking forward to this since we met and since we argued a little online, too. And <laughs> listen, you were probably right. I was just trying to hype it up. But yeah, no, in any case, I hey, I promise you, anytime you're in a show, I'm going to hype you up the same way. And you might tell me to shut up and go, dude, quit it. These guys are getting pissed. But because you're from Michigan, I'm going to give you all the love I can. Yeah, appreciate it. All right, Bill. Thanks, man. Thank you.